Hello and welcome to Brain Injury Bites, where we provide help and advice for people after a brain injury. Hi, I'm Ashwani and I'm a trustee at Headway Warrington. I'm also a senior associate solicitor focusing on catastrophic injury, including brain injury. My name is Brooke and I've lived with a traumatic brain injury since 2007. Hello, so in this episode, we're going to be looking more at the impact that um, brain injury can have on um, cognitive function. We've already touched a little bit on um, your memory difficulties, Brooke, um, but I think we'd like to explore more about um, difficulties that you've experienced with attention and concentration in particular. It is important to point out, of course, that brain injury affects people in different ways. Um, And so when we're talking about cognitive function, there can be all sorts of impacts in relation to um, attention, memory and concentration, as we've um, mentioned, but also processing, understanding, communication, decision making, planning and organisation. There's uh, there's so many different avenues that we can um, go down, but I really would like to focus in on your experiences um, in particular. So in an earlier episode, Brooke, we touched on, um, for example, how you um, tend to do things that require a lot of cognitive um, function, a lot of thought, a lot of brain power, I guess, um, in the morning, um, because that works best for you with anything more physical being in the afternoon. Um, And we we mentioned then as well that um, obviously it's different things work for different people. Um, Another thing, though, that... um, can be really helpful is therapeutic input um, to help come up with strategies um, around attention and concentration. But it's not always easy to actually concentrate, is it? Particularly when you're recovering um, from um, a traumatic brain injury. So what sort of techniques did you um, work through with your therapist? That's a big thing to go, the people's, people's attention and concentration it's it's just i mean i started off early days couldn't even concentrate on an, on an advert i remember that um what's it called the meerkats thing oh, yeah. i remember starting that and just kind of forgetting about what it was about towards the end of the advert and it was um my like my concentration levels were like you know 20 seconds tops but i i worked with a neuropsychologist what he what he sort of drilled into me was your concentration is actually your the um the main function of your brain that you can you can train like you know like you can in the gym you can um you can eat something that you can improve mm-hmm. one one of the tasks that we got set or well, i got set was uh, to start a film and you know you have like a synopsis on the back of a film mm-hmm. a summary of the film that you've just watched anyway how it would work would set a timer for, for a minute at the end of that minute you would write down what mm-hmm. just happened the idea was you increase the time that you would watch the film for into five minutes to 10 minutes to 20 minutes. And um, hopefully at the end of it, you can watch a full film. I wouldn't say I don't have any problems with it now, but it's certainly a lot better than it ever was. Mm. But um, another thing to to note as well is distractions because you, you just become horribly prone to distractions. So if you're um, if you're trying to do something, make sure you're just doing that one thing mm. you know not trying to do two things at once is because although it's men that are meant to be bad at multitasking it's people with brain injury generally that are really bad because mm. um th- that's it because they're just so they're so distractible i was told at this course that we used to do at a charity called basic i was told that nobody can multitask not 
as in do two things at once. What they can, what the people who are supposedly good at multitasking can do is they have the ability to divert their attention from one task to another task and then back to another, mm. or you know, to several tasks at once. But um, no one time are they actually concentrating on two tasks at once. They're just concentrating on the, you know, they're dividing their attention between different tasks, and it's difficult for people with brain injury because they just get so distracted. You know, you, you try and flip between tasks and you just you forget about the other one so the idea is that if you're doing something you need to dis- minimize your distractions and um concentrate on the, that one task in hand yeah i suppose yes you know that that ability to jump from one to the other um requires quite a lot of elasticity in a way a lot of um, flexibility of your brain to to fire from one thing to the other and um, something that you don't have anymore yeah. yeah or yeah um do you think that's gotten better for you um it's gotten better definitely but it's definitely not um it's not fixed mm. that's the thing with brain injury this like some things do naturally get better but a lot of things that don't get better you have to learn to just do those things differently So with that, by that I mean different like strategies. For instance, I use my phone a lot. Um, I drive people mad with the alarms going off on my phones, but (laughs) but it works. Um, If you set, if for instance, my I have to take medication at nine o'clock every night. I have to give myself an injection, Um, and I've been doing that must be like 13 years now and my alarm goes off at nine every night and what I do is I snooze it if I haven't done it and I keep snoozing until I've done it and yeah. that's what drives people mad because it goes off every every nine minutes <laughs> and quite often if I if the alarm goes off and I snooze it then nine minutes later I've forgotten again and it yeah. just so it does work for me so I just have to make sure I do it and do it now yeah I suppose with um with your concentration, um, the, especially where there are lots of things going on, um, it's about trying to make things simpler, to, to break things down a bit, um, do things one thing at a time. Um, and just thinking about some things that, you know, involve a lot of natural um, multitasking or um, a lot of distractions just by their very nature, an obvious um activity that comes to mind is driving. And I'm sure many of the people listening um, to these um, podcasts will um, be in a position where perhaps they're not able to drive, but they want to get back to driving. Um, But, you know, there are lots of um, things to think about. You're concentrating on the road ahead. You might have the radio on. There might be, um, you know, pedestrians and you're sort of thinking about them. And um, obviously the actual... um, process of driving changing gears steering etc operating your pedals um there's a lot going on um how did you find returning to driving incidentally when i first returned to driving i the first thing i did was i just went with a normal a normal driving instructor who used to put the radio on we used to always drive with the radio on and i i I suffered I, i really struggled at my driving lessons i then researched a brain injury driving instructor or a disability driving instructor and the first thing he did was there was no radio and he changed me to an automatic car mm. although people used to say that when they were driving a manual car you would think that them driving gears if they particularly if they've been doing it a long time just becomes automatic and it's second nature but what he explained to me was on some level you are thinking about that taking that 
need a way to process that you um you're making it simpler aren't you you're not giving your brain too many things to think about it reduces your cognitive load yeah cognitive load that's the one yeah definitely so you know that's perhaps something that um many of our listeners could identify with and um think about um and do you find do you still drive an automatic car now i still drive an automatic car yeah yeah i don't think i'd ever go back now yeah We've also touched on this before um, in a previous episode when we were talking about fatigue, but I suppose, um, you know, building in routines um, and activities can also help with um, training your your concentration, your attention, uh, maybe doing, thing in, doing things in short bursts um, and planning them in. The thing I found with having a brain injury is that in many ways, I sometimes think I've got no problems at all, but then that they tend to, they tend to be the times that I'm um, well well rested, refreshed, and um, I've got plenty of energy. The times when I do suffer is when I've been doing something for too long. Mm. So if you, I think yeah, to, to doing something in, doing something in a short burst is definitely the answer, and um, do something and do it well rather than just drag it out and. You just uh, after after a little while, your concentration starts to go, and um, you become tired, and it, yeah, you you, go, you become sloppy. Um, so I guess to sum up, um, in terms of help and um, tips that um, we can offer to our listeners, um, decreasing um, distractions is a big one. Turn off your television, your phone, um, anything that can cause you to to lose um, attention. Um, perhaps going into a quieter area if you struggle with lots of people talking or lots of noise, um, removing yourself from that situation. Deal with one thing at a time. Um, break things down into smaller tasks. Um, brain training might help, as you suggested before. Um, little Improving tasks. your concentration, yeah. Mm. That's, that was one thing when I started driving. I mean, my neuropsychologist used to give me these different um concentration tasks to do as homework and I was never good at doing homework at school so I just mm. never something I never really took to but um I found that when I was driving driving was something I really wanted to do and I was quite passionate about so whenever I was driving I gave it my full concentration and tr- when I was driving that became concentration exercise in itself mm. and the more I did I found the better my life improved so and I suppose when you've got the confidence when you are able to regain some element um of concentration through that um and you know I guess you you build your confidence to be able to apply those strategies to to other areas as well you do yeah there's a knock-on effect like I, like I mentioned with the memory um and just I think you've got to be you've got to approach every every situation being as well rested as you can be and with a view not to do it for too long and sometimes you have to go like to leave the situation before you're ready like particularly if you're going into a social situation and I mean social situations can be really fatiguing that was something that I really really wanted to get back to because I was I mean when I when I had my injury I was a student at the time so Mm. like my big thing was to get back to my social life and I didn't realize actually how cognitively demanding and how exhausting my social life was at that time so there's a situation where you can be you can still be there 
you can be present, but you can't be there if you're not. Mm, mm -hmm. As we've discussed in a previous episode, the importance of rest, um, it all ties in really, um, you know, the impact of fatigue can then have a knock-on effect on your attention, your memory, your concentration. So the importance of um, taking regular breaks, not trying to overload yourself um, so that you can really try and get the best out of um, out of your recovery. Fatigue has been, for me, it's been the biggest thing in my recovery, really. And it's the the, the the thing that's least understood by, like, outside parties. And I think that um, it just, it's just taken a balance. And I, that's, you know, after 15 years, I don't even know if I've got it right. But I'm obviously, I'm a lot better than I was. Mm. And, but sometimes what you tend to do is, a critical mistake is not to rest too late in the day. Um, if I mean, if you rest, you can go to bed at like six o'clock um, for an hour sometimes, and then obviously when you go to bed to go to bed, you can't sleep, and um, that messes up your next day. So you have to structure, structure and planning is the the way to get through it. Planning, you know, we've talked about setting alarms, for example, and maybe that's it, depending on how your injury affects you. You know it might be helpful to set alarms for regular intervals um so that you can you know to move on to the next thing to be yeah to be in a rigid structure and alarms are something that help you keep in that structure and you know you might not remember that it's it's something you have to do at two o'clock every day but if you phone will so yeah it, um as annoying as it is it does keep you keep you straight yeah yeah no absolutely i mean i think phones um, and technology generally can have so many um, benefits for people with um, brain injuries, just in terms of the multifunctionality of it. Um, to take that, those elements away from your own brain, let uh, uh, let the tech do the work. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check the footnotes for more help, advice, and resources. In the next episode, we'll be talking about coming to terms with brain injury. <laughs>